the Elise DeLucci Show. I'm your host, Elise, and we're in my living room on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. Welcome. Welcome, darlings. It's episode 29. I can't believe it. It's almost a milestone. Today we're talking about Christmas gifts. Like, what'd you get? Are you happy? Traveling in 2021. Are we booking travel? What are we doing? We need to talk about that. How I love to dress as a fairy princess. Ridiculous, but slightly insightful. So I'm selling the episode slightly short, but it's really actually... It's actually a good one. So take a sip of your drink, your seltzer, your latte, your scotch, whatever you have. And enjoy talking to me, Elise. Fact of the day. We can thank the Greeks, okay, for calling Christmas Xmas. Did you know this? I didn't. The other day I read it in a book. In Greek, the word for Christ starts with the letter C-H-I. That looks like the letter X in the Roman alphabet, hence why we call Christmas Xmas. Who freaking knew? Not me. Anyway, how was your week? Did you celebrate Christmas? Merry Christmas. Merry belated Christmas. Happy late Christmas. I don't even know what the thing to say is there, but but I celebrate Christmas and it was good. It was it was a weird Christmas though. You know, it was um like all of you, it was probably a lot smaller, you know? Christmas Eve, um I took my daughters out for dinner. We went to a restaurant on Madison Avenue. Uh, the day we went to my mother's house. But the restaurant on Madison Avenue is funny. A restaurant called Vicolina. V-I-C-O-L-I-N-A. It's on the Upper East Side. It's uh, The reason why I picked this restaurant, I'll tell you, isn't because of the prices. I'll tell you that much, okay? But you know what? It's Christmas Eve, so I turned a blind eye. But but no, you know, the, the reason why I picked it is because this restaurant built a restaurant outside the restaurant. It, I don't even know if I said this to you on one of the last episodes, but but literally, like, you know, you have the outdoor dining on the sidewalks, and then in Manhattan, you know, they let you extend the outdoor into the street a little bit. This restaurant literally built a mini restaurant, like, with a roof and fans and chandeliers and tablecloths, white white tablecloths on the tables and 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 busing stations and 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 bread. St- I mean, like you you, it's a real restaurant. It's a real na- It's a real restaurant that they built in the bike lane outside their other re- real restaurant. And it's a thin, narrow little thing. It looks like a trailer, and it is fabulous. Thank you. The price is not so much. Let me tell you something. Okay, I have. I am just this close. This close. I know you can't see me, but I'm. I got the thumb and the point, the finger together. You know, doing doing the thing, doing doing the little, almost like a snap, but not really. You know, I am this close to going to that restaurant and having a screaming fit at them for the prices that they charge. You're gonna die. Listen to this. Okay, I wasn't even planning on telling you this, but it's coming to me now. So I need to tell you. I need to get this off my chest. I had um, linguine fra diavolo. I like to eat, I'm Italian, we like to eat fish on Christmas Eve, whatever. So I had linguine fra diablo. My kids wanted macaroni, you know, pasta. So one of them, you know, and usually I would just get something for them and split it. But the waiter said, well, you know, we have half orders of pasta. Now, so I just assumed that it's the same price as the regular order of macaroni. It's just split. But I haven't been in a restaurant in freaking practically a year, so I don't remember. You know, like, I mean, I, I swear to God, you know, what? It's some things are like muscles. Like if you you, you lose it, you lose. You, if you don't use it, you lose it. This is like my my restaurant dining out skills. I guess I guess I've lost them. So I'm just assuming that the half order of pasta is 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 the same price. It, you know, it's half of the price of the full order, right? So my daughters, one of them wants 
macaroni with red sauce. The other one wants macaroni with butterfly. So I said, you know what? I'll get the two half, one half order of the butter, one with the red sauce, whatever. It comes, they eat it, they're fine. These were very small, modest half orders, by the way. The butter, my daughter, my older daughter that got the macaroni butter, penne with butter, you know, some grated cheese on it. It was like 15 little tubes of penne on the plate. I couldn't even believe it. I actually thought the girl was going to be hungry still, but she wasn't. The bill came. Guess how much they charged for this? Do, do, have you, do you have a number in your head? I, so I asked my mother on Christmas Day what she thought. She said, $12. Don't tell me they cost $12. It cost $12. I was like, one, rah, ma, relax. Two, $12. $23.50. Can you? I, I'm literally choking telling you this. I can't. The nerve. $23.50. Let me tell you something. A box of Barilla macaroni. What is that? What, what does that cost? $1.99 in the supermarket? What do you get? 80, 80 tubes of penne or something, maybe 100 tubes of dry penne. You're giving me 15 tubes of penne on the plate. The margins that you're making on that. Honestly, I was so furious. I'm still man. But it's Christmas, so when the bill came, I just ignored it. Because what am I going to do? I'm going to start fighting. I'm going to throw down like Teresa Judice on Real Housewives of New Jersey. I'm going to start throwing down, flipping tables in the mini trailer restaurant in the city on, on the street. Come on, give me a break. I, 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 we paid the bill. We left. I left with steam coming out of my ears and I have every thought bone in my body wanting to go back there like a lunatic. But you want to know what? I'm just, I'm just going to suck it up because what am I going to say? You're an outrage. You're, you're ripped off all New Yorkers on Christmas Eve. How dare you? I mean, it is a pandemic. I mean, I guess they are trying to make some money. It's not my problem though, but whatever. So that was that. Christmas Day was nice, you know, at my mom's house. My mom, she makes me laugh. I mean, like, it was only, what, five, six of us there? She made chicken. Who makes chicken on Christmas? I don't care. I didn't say, I think I did. I think I said, you made chicken? And and then she's like, yeah, well, you made chicken, what? I mean, here's the thing. I don't really care. Listen, at the end of the day, we should all be happy to have a meal and, and at least be celebrating Christmas. It's not really about what you eat. I mean, even if you gave me a bowl of Fruity Pebbles, I would, well, I'd probably be happier with Fruity Pebbles. I'm kidding. But no, you know, the thing is, is that chicken just seems so chicken. It seems so Monday night. Chicken is such a Monday night thing. Chicken on Christmas. The best part, oh, I hear the sirens. Do you hear that? My windows are closed, but you can hear everything in this place. Anyway, the best part is that she catered it in. I said, I, I, she puts chicken on the table. She put it in the thing that it was, it came in. Usually, you know, my mom serves with the, the china or whatever. I guess she didn't feel like doing that this year. So she put the thing on the table and on further inspection, I said, does that say chicken on the side? She's like, No. It doesn't. I'm like, it says chicken. I'm looking at it. It says chicken. It doesn't say like chicken franchise or something. What? And she goes, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, did you cater this in for five people? Now, when I say cater, I don't mean she catered the whole shebang. Like I made stuffed mushrooms. My sister made, one of my sisters made stuffed artichokes. It's like she just bought this tray of chicken. <laughs> so random. Usually we have ham or prime rib. Maybe sometimes a turkey. I don't know. I don't even remember. But this is year of 2020, year of the chicken. That was that. A lot of people had chicken on, on a Thanksgiving, you know, instead of turkey. I should have done that. But anyway. So um, what did you have? Did you have a normal a normal Christmas or a normal Christmas dinner? I Because uh, for Thanksgiving, you know, I told you guys I wound up doing an impromptu last-minute Thanksgiving at my house just with me and the girls here. And uh, 
I had to go try find, you know, my daughter's like, we want a turkey. You know, it's like, oh, actually they weren't like that. Mother, we would like a turkey for Thanksgiving. You know, and I was like, oh, great. It's the day before Thanksgiving. Let me go scour the supermarkets for a turkey that's not, a fresh turkey that doesn't exist. You know, and of course, like 80 pounds later, I, I have to haul ass with this giant bird into my kitchen. But I should have got a chicken then, but I didn't. But I'm curious to know what you guys ate. Anyway. So update on the Christmas gifts. Last episode, I don't know, maybe it was episode 28 or 27 or something. I told you about how I found, uh, I had, I, I did my boyfriend, I ran to my boyfriend an errand. I, I returned some, I tried to return some Brooks Brothers sweater for him, you know, only to find out that there was apparently a purchase for another woman's Brooks Brothers sweat, sweater exactly a year ago. And I was naturally horrified. Well, <clears throat> He did get me a Brooks Brothers sweater for Christmas. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? I mean, now listen, again, my boyfriend has a business uh, in the city, in Manhattan, and he had, and it's been closed for a long time. So the, the poor guy, you know, he's not had a salary. So I was expecting him to give me an aluminum foil rose, which I would have been satisfied with. But he did. He got me a few cute things. A Tupperware set, you know, he knows, I guess I have an obsession. And also because, I don't know, I save containers from takeout or Parmesan cheese, like as if they're golden goose eggs. So he got me that and a few other cute things. But one of those things was a Brooks Brothers sweater. And I just, you know, of course, when you, so you, when you get the gift, you know, any gift, you got to do the whole thing, you know. Oh, I love it. Oh, I love it. Oh. Oh, oh my God, this size looks perfect. How did you know? I love blue. Oh, I love turtlenecks. You know, that's 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 really one of my things. I actually do like blue. I do like turtlenecks. Did I think it was my size? It was a medium. I'm probably a small. He's like, you're not a small. I'm like, I might be a small. At least you're not a small. There we are. I, 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 I said, excuse me. Excuse me. If a woman tells you she's a small, just go with it. Don't tell me that I'm a medium. I mean, I'm, you know, thank God I'm not, he didn't give me an extra large, you know, because then that would be like my mother who likes to cut the labels out of her shirt. But anyway, then I wonder where I get it from. But no, he did get me a sweater. I said, I was like, oh, I love it. I think maybe it took a day after that I said, you know, I said, the Brooks Brothers sweater, that was an interesting choice, you know, and he's like, why? I thought, I thought it would look nice on you. And I'm like, no, no, it it would, it it, it would look very, it's going to look great. I said, but, but I said, Cause you know, we just had that thing with Brooks brothers. Like you, you, I did a favor return. And then I found this other thing you bought for a woman in a size small last year, you know, that, and he was like, you mean for my mother? And I said, yeah, I said, but I'm just surprised that, you know, you, you know, I, it was a sore subject getting me something from the store that you, um, we just had a little, a little kerfuffle about. And he's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. And this is, this is the problem with men. Are you a guy? Are you listening? I know you might be, by the way. Hi to who's listening. I know I have a few guy listeners. One of one one guy just wrote to me, actually, Tangent, sorry, sorry, Tangent, wrote to me the other day and said, hey, Elise, can you talk about some more guy things? Because, you know, I'm listening and I and I like the show, but I'd like you to talk about guy things. So here's, here's my thought to you male listeners. If you buy your mother a gift from a certain store, I don't if you should buy your girlfriend or your wife a gift from the same store unless of course it's like Macy's you know or Target you see you know, like a store that has things for everybody but my boyfriend is hilarious goes into Brooks Brothers where he likes to buy his own clothes buys his mother a gift and then buys his girlfriend a gift I don't know how I feel about that especially after the kerfuffle 
Okay, that that he uh, that 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 I saw he bought another woman's sweater there last year, apparently for his mother. Anyway, I'm keeping it. What am I going to do? I'm going to return it. Of course, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to wear it. It's wool. It's going to itch. But you know, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I can't say anything. <clears throat> anyway, so like the day after Christmas, right? Christmas Day, my daughter's, you know, I was making them a breakfast. Every every Christmas um, morning, I, I like to make my daughter's blueberry pancakes. And that's what my mom used to make for us growing up. If I told her that, she'd be like, you don't remember, I, I, you had cereal. But she didn't. It's not true. She, she It was blueberry pancakes. I do remember. Thank you, mom. But my kids, you know, are funny because I have joint custody. When they go to the UK for Christmas, they have smoked salmon and eggs. For, for Christmas Day breakfast. But mommy made them, you know, blueberry pancakes. But the next day after Christmas Day, which is Boxing Day, which I don't celebrate, they don't really know about because they're too little. You know what they say to me? Mother, can you make us something decent for breakfast today? I literally, I, I didn't even know what to do. I literally don't, I don't know what to do when these children talk to me like that. What I, I actually have tears in my eyes telling you this. Tears because, one, my nose is stuffy. I don't know why. Probably because I kept the apartment on 90, the heat on 90 right now. Two, I'm practically crying. <laughs> because it's like a half laugh, half cry out of desperation. Give me something decent for breakfast. If I told my, my mother, give me something decent for breakfast, she'd tell me to go outside. <laughs> go forage for your breakfast. So what I give them? I gave them smoked salmon and I gave them a crumpet. I happen to have smoked salmon in the fridge because I like lox and cream cheese on a bagel occasionally, and I happen to get a package of smoked salmon in a gift basket a business associate sent me. So I happen to have the queen's breakfast on hand, but, you know, anywho. So what did you get for Christmas? Did you get anything good? Oh, Hanukkah. A lot of my Jewish friends still do presents on Christmas just because, you know, they do the Hanukkah bush. They don't call it a Hanukkah bush. They do. They say it's a tree, but their decorations are, you know, silver and blue and white. I love it. And then they wake up on Christmas morning and they still do the presents. And again, I love it. Why not? Why not? It's cultural. So um, anyway, I was walking down um, Madison Avenue the other day and I saw this store. I'm late to the party here. It's called Love Shack Fancy. Do you know this brand? Love Shack Fancy. So it's this brand, it, 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 women's brand. Sorry, guys. And they sell children's stuff now, too, and some home stuff. It's so, it's adorable. I love it. It started in 2013. It's um, a, a New Yorker founded it. She's a, a, a stylist and creative director. Her name is Rebecca Hessel, Hessel, Rebecca Hessel Cohen. She started this brand, and now they have a few stores dotted around, dotted around in East Hampton, Madison Avenue, Palm Beach. Very expensive, as you could tell the locations. But literally, this store is like a dream. This store is like, uh, the, she calls it, I think, Victorian meets Edwardian. That's the style. What I think it is, it's like the new version of Laura Ashley. It's like tons of florals, tons of laces, Laces. Is that even a word? Tons of lace, tons of florals. It's all vintagey. Everything's pink and billowy and lavender and, and pale yellows and peaches and whites and just beautiful. It's just, it's just beautiful. It's like, it's like Laura Ashley meets Provence meets the Hamptons meets the Sugar Plum Fairies. That's the best I could describe it. 
I love it. I absolutely love this brand. So I go in. I'm with my kids. And, uh, you know, and I'm looking around. And, you know, my daughters, they're, they're, they're two little girls, 17 months apart, with their dirty little hot chocolate-covered fingers touching everything. Naturally, the sales girl's horrified. And she's like, oh, would you, do, are they interested in this sweater? She shows me a sweater. It's like $300. Can you imagine? I, I almost keeled over. It, everything is just so pretty in the other. You have to see it. When I walked into the store on Madison Avenue, if, you, if you're in the city, you have a chance to go, go. You're like transported into this whole fantasy world. It's like a story. It's like a, if you feel like you're in an, uh, an old antique storybook, it's so, so nice. Um, it's called Love Shack Fancy. Love Shack Fancy. This girl, Rebecca Hessel Cohen, the founder, her mother actually was the creative director for Seventeen Magazine for a, for a couple of decades. So all of this storytelling and whimsy and, and being transported into another place, it just runs in the family. But it's so well done. It's so nice. The prices are just outrageous. Out, honestly, outrageous. I picked up this one sweatshirt, by the way. It was like a, a, a crew neck sweatshirt, like ripped around the neck, not my style, but it was very pretty. It was like a tie-dyed, pale pinkish purple thing. And it had embroidered on it, like the words love, in, in like a cute little half moon shape near the neckline. Anyway, excuse me. I know that's so gross. It's just so gross. I'm sorry. But uh, so I pick it up and I'm like thinking, oh, this is cute. You know, but I picked it up to touch it, put it down. You know, the usual brows. The girl says, oh, you like that? It's $198. It's a perfect gift. It's a perfect gift if you have to buy somebody a late Christmas present. And I'm thinking, I don't buy anybody a $198 Christmas sweatshirt. <laughs> a ripped Christmas. Oh, that's my, that's my younger daughter, how she says Christmas. Christmas. I don't buy anybody a, a, a $198 ripped Christmas sweatshirt. Thank you very much, sales girl. Anyway. <clears throat> So that's basically my week in a nutshell. <laughs> um, but one of the questions, so I do at the end of the show, I do, you know, a question and answer, a question from the audience sort of thing. I'm obviously not an expert. I say this every every episode, but people write to me. So, you know, I pick a question, I answer that. And one of the questions, the, well, the question for this episode, which I'm going to answer now, because I feel like it warrants more than a short answer. It was... And I kind of just talked about it. It was how to how hi. What is it here? Let me let me get it. Out. It says hi, Elise. <clears throat> I don't like what <laughs> I don't like what I got for a Christmas present from my husband. How do I tell him? We've been married already for three years. Well, so obviously, sticking with the Christmas present theme is why I chose this question. Here's the deal. It's so ridiculously hard. I don't even know. I mean, look. I was married for almost 10 years, okay? And 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 after 10 years of almost 10 years of marriage and 5 years of dating or whatever, at the end my ex-husband knew exactly what I liked and what to get me and he was good. He was very good. When he put his mind to it, he was very good. Um and the next women will be good as well because, you know, he has he's learned how to do it. If you've been married for just a few years, I don't know, but here's my thought on it, okay? I have a friend who's an older friend. She's, uh, I think she's in her late 60s. I'm not going to say her name. She doesn't listen to the show. She doesn't even know I have it. She doesn't even know I'm a comic, to be quite honest. And that's okay. That's a good thing because I know her from work. But um, she told me, I think I might have said this once before. She told me that her tip on how to say to a man on what to get them is, it would enhance my life 
if you purchased me X. And so she told me a while ago, when we were talking about this, that when she was dating her husband, who was a famous, ho- a famous hockey player, by the way, um, a famous hockey player from, for the, from the New York Islanders, that uh, she would write him a list. She would write a list of all the things that she liked and she would give it to him and said, it would enhance my life if you purchase me one of these items. If you want to purchase more than one of these items, that's fine. But if you purchase one of these, that would anything from this list would enhance my life. I think that's genius and I think that that's a good way to go about it. Because you're not saying, he has my list. <laughs> and you're not saying, this is what I want and if you don't get it from me... And you're not dropping hints, so you're not sending him links, which is so obvious. And you're not, you're not just telling his friends to then tell him, you know, like you're writing a list and you're just going to give it to him. Very matter of fact, nonchalantly. These are the things that I have admired in the stores. I would like to buy them for myself, but I know it's the holiday time. And usually around the holidays, there's a gift giving exchange that happens. So if you buy this for me, it would enhance my life. One of these things. Now, I think my friend's husband, if I remember her story correctly, was she gave her her, her then-husband, early husband, or soon-to-be husband, this list. And he bought her everything on the list. And she had crazy things on there, like designer boots and everything from designer boots to something small for the kitchen to a saddle. A saddle for her horse. Yes, they ride horses. Or I should say she has horses. She keeps horses. So you want to probably say, not get me everything on the list. Unless you want it, but you know. So, but I don't know. I mean, you know, like I said, my boyfriend, he got me the sweater. He got me the Tupperware set, uh, oven mitts, like like things like that. But I've been dating him, what? I don't know, 365 days. We've been exclusive. I don't know, something like this. You know, not, you know, 3,300 days, which would be roughly 10 years of marriage. So I expect him not to know every single, you know, like little nuanced thing. But you, you've been married three years. You've probably been dating before that a few years. I think that it's, I think he should be on his way to knowing. And listen, if it's just a one-off gift and you don't like it, you should forgive him or just turn a blind eye. But if he's always a terrible gift giver, I think you need to set some rules in place. Like, but to the men that are listening, I want to just give you a tip. Buy the women something personal. This is my point of view. Now, not every woman would agree with this, but we talked about this, I think, when it was around my birthday. I didn't have the podcast. Did I? I don't actually even remember, but I know I talked about it on TikTok. Women like some, in my opinion, some personal thing. The personal thing could be a gift card to the nail salon or to the spa or to get their hands on or something. But I think a personal effect is nice. Like, I don't know. A robe, slippers, perfume, jewelry, a bag, you know, stuff like this. I think something personal is nice. I mean, one of my friends one year got a radio from her boyfriend. Now, I don't think that a radio is a terrible gift. She got the Bose Wave radio. That's a beautiful radio. But she's like, electronics? You're giving me electronics? Like, I don't want electronics. And they had a whole war. Some women like that, you know, some women, they just prefer to buy their own personal things for themselves and they want the, 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 the easy things. My aunt Lisa, hi, if you're listening, she, she got an iPad from her boyfriend. That's what she wanted. She needed a new iPad and she told him and that's what she, that, that's that. I think that's a very generous gift, an electronic. 
I personally like some personal things. I like when the guy goes out and picks something out for me. Like, it shows me that he's actually listening. Like, one of my girlfriends, okay, Francesca, she says to me, Elise, uh, this was just two days ago, Elise, I will help your boyfriend if you help my husband. And she, I said, your husband bought you Prada shoes. He doesn't need help, okay? And she says, that's because I bought them for myself, okay? And he wrapped them up for me. And she says, he doesn't know how to buy me gifts after being married for five years. So my, my, my two cents is do the list, the enhancement list. And to the men, if you're listening, buy us something personal. Or just ask her, like a month before Christmas, or, a, you know, what would you like for Christmas? And if she's caught, oh, I don't know, nothing, honey. Don't be silly. Pay attention. Pay attention. Don't be like my boyfriend last year on Valentine's Day. Here's a short story. On Valentine's Day, my boyfriend sends me flowers. That was very nice. The flowers had a card. It said something like, you know, I don't know, happy Valentine's Day. Of course it did. That was the Valentine's Day card. On the actual day when we got together, because he sent them, I think, the day before in the morning. In the evening when we got together, I had a card for him, and I think like a little chocolate something or other. And I said to him, now he... And he, you know, reads the card. Oh, very nice. Chocolate, whatever. And I said, and and he's just sitting there. And I said, so I said, yeah, I got to get a little nerve. So I said to him, where's my card? And he looks at me dumbfounded, blankly, almost stuttering. And he says, your card was on the flowers. I said, now I'm trying to maintain all decorum in this moment. I said, my card was on the flowers. That's not a card. That's the card from the florist. They put that card on there with your name. Because that's what they do. They want me to know who the flowers are sent from. That's not a card. You did not go to Hallmark or CVS and buy me a card. Don't do that again. But you know what? I just got to be very frank with this guy, okay? Because that's the only way that he gets it. If he's listening to this, he's going to have a stroke. And if you are listening to this, honey, I, I, I am not mean to you. You know that. But really, not getting me a card on Valentine's saying tisk tisk to you. In the doghouse for you. But... Look, I also had to tell him, and this maybe wasn't so nice, but I had to tell him, I don't know what kind of standards the other broads you were dating used to have, but I have standards, thank you, and I will be constructing extreme lesson plans. Some women, and I don't, you know, listen, girls, if you're listening, I, <clears throat> well, I know you're listening, is that I don't care. You have to, listen, if you don't want to be depo- disappointed, then don't have any expectations. If you do have expectations of things, then you have to have lesson plans or guides or lists. Or you have to talk to them about it. You know? Please. Anyway. So, on the note of gifts and jewelry or whatever, I decided to go take a browse at Bloomingdale's um, yesterday. Just I was off, and I just, just, just to see what was going on. You know, they were having a big sale, 65% off in the jewelry section. So I'm taking a browse, and um, oh, can you imagine the nerve of this? So so I get to one of the counters, and I'm looking, and this guy, he, um, he work, he's working at the counter, and he says to me, and now I have my sunglasses on, big fake Jackie O sunglasses and, and, and a mask, and I have a beret on, and he says to me, and I should have taken my sunglasses off, but I forgot because the jewelry counts as right when you walk in the door. So he says to me, oh, aren't you a sweet, young, little 23-year-old thing with your cute little holiday bonus buying yourself a piece of jewelry? Can you imagine? I took my glasses off. 
I pulled my mask down. I stepped away, you know, and I said to him, I am not 23 years old with a cute little Christmas bonus. I have no Christmas bonus. I am a tired mother of two. And I am here trying to have a little daydreaming while my daughters are at their father's house. Please do not judge me. Thank you. I didn't buy anything, but if I did, he would have lost the sale. Can you imagine? I mean, here I am trying to have a moment of escapism. And, and, and a lot of people would have been insulted by that. I mean, I'll take the compliment calling me a cute 23-year-old, but like insinuating that I shouldn't be in the store. I mean, did he see underneath my coat that I had like a ripped up Target sweatshirt on or something? Because that is exactly what I was wearing and it did not cost $198. And it was ripped because it was old. And it was like he had mystery glasses and he could see through my sweatshirt that maybe I shouldn't be there looking at $5,000 pieces of jewelry, but I don't care. I was, was, I wasn't, I was having a moment of escapism, but he made me feel like I shouldn't be there. It was like a weird, pretty woman moment. And you know what? I did not appreciate it. You know, anyway, I wouldn't really normally be there buying jewelry anyway, because I would never pay retail for jewelry, <laughs> even if it's on sale. Everyone knows you get a better deal at the jeweler, you know? So, um, okay. Are you going anywhere in 2021? Planning on it? Like a vacay? I'm dying to go away somewhere. I really am. I, I am dying to get out of my small shoebox apartment in the sky and go on a vacation somewhere. So I was talking to a few people about you know, are you going away? Like my friends, you know, are you planning anything? Because it's January soon and everybody starts, you know, making their arrangements and, but everybody's hesitant. So I, we decided that if you're going to travel in 2021, you have to protect your investment. You have to protect yourself. Like there was, so there was an article. So anyway, I was talking to my girlfriend Priscilla about this and uh, I don't know if she's actually winding up planning anything. I have to, I have to ask her again, but she always is so good with making her plans her holiday plans, or end of holiday, excuse me, her vacation plans at the start of the year. She books everything way in advance, but I don't know what she's booking in 2021. And I'm curious because look, at the end of the day, you, you really have to make sure that all these places, wherever you're booking, whatever airlines, you're going to be able to get your money back. Cause if, the, if for whatever reason we couldn't travel or the vaccine is delayed or whatever the situation is, God, it would be so wasteful. But we're all so itching, aren't we? Aren't you just itching to go somewhere? I mean, so anyway, there was an article in the newspaper about how to do this protecting of your investment. And they were saying that the best thing to do is obviously look for flexible terms. Like, make sure everything has a cancellation policy. And um, some airlines especially have things going on. Like right now, for example, American Airlines extended their credits for tickets expiring between March 1st, 2020 and March 31st, 2021. So if you purchase tickets that expired, you know, they'll, they, they, they've, they've, they've shifted their deadlines for the credit. So, I mean, I don't know what other airlines are doing. I just read that in the article, but I mean, listen, Travel has went down. The, the end of the day, look, travel completely has went down. The tourism industry is shot. So if you want to book a hotel, which is what I want to do, I'm just going to call them and try to negotiate with these people. Like, for example, there's this hotel that I took my daughters to last year um, in Montauk. It was, uh, I think it was Surf Club or something. Anyway, 
it, I wound up getting a really great deal on the room. Otherwise, the rooms are expensive and insanely unaffordable. However, the place is right on the beach and you get a little condo and yada yada. But point is, I think if I call them and book a hotel room or make a reservation there, they might have a no refund policy or no cancellation policy. In some ways, I don't blame them because they need to make money too. But I'm not going to book a hotel there if they're not going to, if they're not going to, you know, honor some sort of, you know, refund situation or cancellation policy. So I think that just negotiating is our best bet instead of, so meaning I would normally book the hotel online, but I would call to book and I would have to find out. And then of course, get it in writing. But in this article that I read, which I didn't realize, I don't know if you know this, is that they say, if you pay with points, it's almost like booking a completely refundable ticket. Like if you have loyalty points or frequency flyer miles, they said that not only do you obviously avoid spending cash, but if you cancel, you're unlikely to use them because most airlines apparently allow you to cancel and get your miles or your points back and the taxes and the fees back, by the way. So, um... They, I think before the pandemic, a lot of airlines would, would, would charge you $150, $200 if you're canceling your ticket, like, you know, meaning to refund your miles for your tic- a canceled ticket. But, but they are waiving that now. So it's like, listen, if you're going to book anything, I, you, if you have the miles, the points, I think that that's a great way because it's, you, you, it's like you're booking with completely refundable everything. I don't have enough points and, and um, miles to book full vacation with that. But what I do know is that a lot of places are having a freaking deals. They're having deals. My mother, she goes to Florida a lot. She goes to Naples a lot. Of course she does. She's Italian and, 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 and she's middle-aged. Um, but she bought a ticket. She was just telling me at Christmas. I couldn't believe it. She bought a ticket. The $18 round trip. Not recently. It was a few months ago. But can you imagine that? I think it was at a Philly. She drove to Philly. From Philly to Naples. It was $18. She's going again next month. Um, and I think she said her ticket was something like $70 round trip. So the deals are outrageous. So I am hoping I could travel for 2021. But if I find a deal online and the deal is amazing, like a round trip ticket for $70 or whatever, I would normally just book it and be like, whatever, fuck it if I lose the money. But at the end of the day, it's still $70. I will call the airlines and see if it's refundable or however that whole situation works. But I am curious to know um, if you're going anywhere and where you're going. Like, God, we're all dying to go away, you know? I had this insane idea the other day. I'm like, I'm going to Italy. I'm going to the Dolomites to go skiing. Meanwhile, I don't ski, nor have I ever been to the Dolomites, even though I did live in Italy. I lived in Rome years ago. But so there I am, like a lunatic at 4 a.m. on the internet, can't sleep. And I'm like, you know, Googling um, Googling air, tic- air tickets, you know, blah, blah, putting in random dates. And I couldn't believe it, the, the price of the, the airfare. From New York to, I think I put in just Rome, just to see the prices. The round trip airfare was like four hundred dollars. That's cheap for Italy. Usually, Italy is like you know a thousand at least. And then, so you know, at four a.m., I'm all you know overtired and excited. And then, of course, I look and I see that you can't travel to Italy. It's still prohibited. So why? Why would you be allowed to book a ticket? I don't know. Maybe when you actually hit buy, it doesn't go through. But it said uh, when I googled it, it said 
you know, travel, you know, in and out, U.S. travel in and out of Italy is still prohibited. I don't know that because I don't, you know, like keep on the up and up about that. Why? Why would you be able to book a ticket? So it was a, it was a little bit of a wake up call that I really got to look into things, but I'm dying, I'm dying to get out of here to go somewhere. Anyway, product, product. I have two products today. Okay. Two. One of them is funny. I love a good funny t-shirt. I don't know about you. I don't know why. I mean, I, I just do. I like them when I see that. When I see a guy walking down the street with a, a humorous t-shirt on, I, I guess because I'm a comic, I just genuinely like it. Like, I mean, it makes me laugh. I don't usually wear them, but anyway, this t-shirt I saw on Amazon is cute. It says, when the virus is over, when, when the virus is over, I still want you to stay away from me. So I think that's what it said. It said something like that. Like, when the virus is over, I still want you to keep your distance or something like this. It was really funny. It was really cute. It was um, $18.99 on Amazon. It's called the, um, what, well, of course, When This Virus Is Over 2020 Humor Social Distancing Sarcastic Funny T-Shirt. It was, uh, that's what it's called on Amazon. They're ridiculous names. But, but it was cute and it was funny. Because we're all so weird now, you know? Nobody's even seeing everybody. And, you know, we might all... We might have gotten used to this sort of level of lack of social interaction. The t-shirt like that sounds fabulous. But my real product today is is this is this fabulous robe that I saw on Etsy. I don't have it. I, I'm not buying it. I think in my past life I was a burlesque dancer, you know? It was like I was Gypsy Rose Lee. And um, there's this robe. It's This is the title of the robe on Etsy. Look it up. The, the, well, the seller, by the way, is Velvet Zephyr. Velvet Zephyr, Z-E-P-H-Y-R, Velvet Zephyr. That's the seller. It's velvet 1920s old Hollywood style, emerald green velvet, full length robe with extended train, fur, full, faux fur collar, cuff and hems. Ugh. Mouthful. It's 300 bucks. It's a fortune. But this robe is a long... Let me, let me do the description way better than this nonsense description Etsy has. It's a long floor length emerald green stretchy velvet robe with a big faux fur collar and cuffs and a giant dramatic train that extends on the floor which if you have kids with crumbs on the floor this isn't going to work for you but to me this is a fantasy piece again I don't own it I would like to own it it is so glamorous it's 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 like an old 1920s old Hollywood real old Hollywood old burlesque sort of style robe. I just love it. I imagine wearing this robe with sort of a sequin turban, you know, some beautiful, you know, diamond clip-on earrings. Ah, a, a real deep red lip. Mm, I love it. I absolutely love it. Anyway, on Etsy. So we did the question earlier, but so now we're at the quote of the day portion, which is almost the end of our episode. Boo hoo. And it's by everyone's favorite, Michael Jordan. If you didn't watch the documentary, I highly recommend that I failed over and over and over again in my life. And this is why I succeed. I'll say it again. Michael Jordan. I failed over and over and over again in my life. And this is why I succeed. I love that quote. I love it. I used to 
have a talk show with uh, tech CEOs. I know, so random. One day I'll tell you about it. And um, all of them said that the reason why they were so successful was because they were failed and they weren't afraid to dust themselves off and try again. So that quote is just wonderful. So thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode of the Elise DeLucci Show. I'm recording this um, on Monday. Uh, the Monday before New Year's Eve, so it's not quite New Year's Eve. It's not quite twenty twenty one here. Um, so I I don't know if I'll be talking to you in the new year or right before. We will have to see when the next episode is. But I thank you all for listening so much. And remember, um, if you want to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, I would appreciate it. But you can download the Elisa Lucci Show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Tell your friends. Tell your family. You can follow me on TikTok if you want. You know, my ultimate goal with this whole shtick is one day I'd like to have a television show, talk show. Well, you know, maybe a Netflix show. I think that could work too. Like, I don't know. Life according to Elisa, something like this. I know you're thinking this girl is she crazy? A little bit, but you know what? If you the, the, the crazy people are the ones that actually, you know, I feel like get shit done. You're crazy too, just like me. Don't pretend you're not. Anyway, thanks for listening. Talk to you soon, baby. Mm-hmm.